The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You are so deserving of all the joy and juiciness you can stand. I'm Lisa McCourt of Joy School, and this is Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Let's do some joy. Beautiful, beautiful listener tribe. I am so happy to be with y'all today. I can already feel in my bones this is going to be a juicy, juicy one. And I just feel so blessed to get to have these kinds of transformative conversations and to get to share them with all of you. Y'all have heard me talk about my precious friend, Victoria Shaw. She has been such a blessing to me this year. And here's yet one more way. She introduced me to Jean Atman. Jean is an Ascension coach specializing in healing trauma and burnout, a quantum healer, author, and speaker. She helps mission-driven women build the confidence they need to go after their dreams and live the life they envision for themselves. Her primary focus is on empowering them to heal past pain and create internal stability and well-being so they can enjoy an ease-filled and joyful life. We like that. Jean's unique combination of intuitive energy guidance, soul coaching, and belief sculpting sets the stage for radical transformation. She remains fiercely dedicated to that cause, and throughout her 21-year professional career has empowered tens of thousands of people worldwide to consciously create a beautiful life. Jean, I've been so excited to have you on Do Joy. Everything I've seen of your work is just such a, a beautiful mirror to the work we do at Joy School and plus. So there are so many topics that I just want to dive into with you. Welcome, friend. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you and your audience. Oh, me too. So, okay, as I was reading your bio just now, my inner consciousness kind of highlighted the words empowering them to heal past pain. And what that brings up for me is this concept of the spiral, right? How we all store away these wounds and how elevating consciousness is never a one and done. We evolve in spirals. And I'm just going to go ahead and make it personal right off the bat. For the past few decades, my position has been that raising our vibration, elevating our consciousness does not have to be a painful experience. We can use tools that allow it to be gentle, graceful, gradual. And I felt like I had plenty of evidence to shore that up. That's how I've done much of my evolving, how I guide my joy schoolers. Then, earlier this year, I was sideswiped with an incredibly painful experience. And in the subsequent six or so months since then, 
I've been blown away by what it opened up for me energetically in terms of growth. And I've noticed with my joy schoolers too, that often those periods of enormous growth do come as a result of something painful occurring. And maybe that's part of the spiral. I really thought I was done with pain in my life. It had been so, so many years since I'd had any. So I know I'm jumping right into some deep waters, but I'd love for you to speak into that relationship between pain and growth. Yeah, I love j- jumping into the deep. So you are totally speaking my language yeah, <laughs> right I off knew the it. bat. <laughs> um, yeah, pain is an interesting thing because if you think about it, if life is kind of status quo, we have our curiosity, which to me is everything. You know, if you have curiosity, you can always continue to evolve. And I consider myself a perpetual student of life. I'm always wanting to learn something new. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there that we really need to kind of get uncomfortable sometimes to know how much we're ready for change because if things are kind of going status quo we're floating around we're feeling good you know but when something really you know gets our attention like some crisis surfaces we're kind of thrown into this place where we can't do what we've been doing we need to do something differently so I do find that sometimes we are thrown into those difficult situations because we're ready for radical change of some systems in our body. So absolutely. And a lot of my work focuses on past pain that we still are holding in our tissues and our body and previous trauma that is still creating disturbances in our field today. Because a lot of these things are tucked so deep that we're not even conscious of them. We don't remember them sometimes because we've done a really good job at tucking them in and hiding them so we never have to see them again. (laughs) So we're not even aware that they're there because they've been with us for so long. So a lot of my work, energetic, uh, energetically speaking, is seeing where that stuff is stored in the body, starting to decongest the field so you can actually feel in an elevated state of being without needing to walk through the past trauma, but just the release of it and the awareness that it's there is enough. So we never, ever have to walk through the dark <laughs> again to get to the light. It's literally, literally like illuminating that thing applying some healing and moving on already. (laughs) So it is a lot easier than what we've, you know, used to have to do in the past. Oh, yeah. You are speaking joy school language, sister. (laughs) I I love that. And I love the way you articulated it, too. That was beautiful. So, yeah, I think the universe just knows sometimes when we're ready for another big up level. And sometimes just a swift jolt of pain might be the most efficient way to get us there. Is that is that accurate? But (laughs) But but it's always about the stored pain anyway. It's always because that trigger point has hit something that we've stored previously. Yeah, a lot of times we have an original wound and the original wound can start at any point. It can start in lifetimes ago. It can start in utero. It can start, you know, when you're 70. (laughs) There's all kinds of different, different ways the original wound can start. But typically, if we're not healing that and addressing that when it happens, we tend to store it in the body and then compound everything similar on top of it. And that's where we start to get into deep energetic blockages that can cause disturbances in the physical body. So developing physical manifestations of dis-ease or having your world reflecting struggle and challenge back to you. All of those are kind of indicators that there's something going on in the system that is creating a disturbance that might need a little bit of nurturing to heal through. For sure. For sure. Yeah, that that's that's again just like just like the work that we we do. We do a lot of Eckhart Tolle uh, take on that. And mm-hmm. some Neil Donald Walsh and some Joe Dispenza, but it's it, yeah, I love when it all just weaves seamlessly the way it is uh, today. That's so great. And yeah. I know that you're an expert on toxic relationships. 
And that's basically what occurred for me this past year, not in the realm of my day-to-day people. Mm -hmm. All of those relationships were solidly beautiful. But this event occurred with two men from my past, basically, from my family of origin, my brother and dad, who live far away from me, not part of my daily experience. But because of that family history, the energy cords were there and those original core wounds were there. And a story got made up and they just assaulted me with this toxic, toxic hate. And I'm an empath, so this lands really big on my heart. And it was just so bizarre and unwarranted that it knocked me way off my center because I love these men. I still do. I was determined to keep my heart open and keep sending them love because I believed that's what was needed to heal it. But wow, that turned out to be super dishonoring of my own soul, right? Because I beat myself up when I can't heal myself immediately. I feel like if anybody should have these tools, then it should be me. And I do, but just they, they, they didn't work as nearly as instantaneously as I would have liked. Yeah, we tend to get impatient when we're uncomfortable, <laughs> for yes. sure. And and especially, you know, there's a lot of sensitives and empathic people out there and healers and light workers and starseeds and whatever you want to call them, where we do feel a lot of stuff and we think that we should, you know, and they always say don't should all over yourself, <laughs> that we should be able to heal ourselves. But really, you know, lessons will continue to sort of repeat themselves until they're learned. So if there's something that you might have been holding on to from your family of origin that was still sort of contained in your system right now especially this year this is a complete ascension year it is a year of purging and releasing and clearing and cleansing and allowing the new vibrations and energies to come in and so if anything was in the way of that you're being shown really loudly billboard size (laughs) signs to say this needs some attention So know that things aren't happening to, you know, to throw us off our track, to harm us in any way. It's literally like this is a big boulder in the path of where you're trying to go. And we just need to clean that up before we can move forward. You know, so when you do that, when you apply things and a lot of times, too, because we've hidden those things so deep, we forget how to really look at them in the center, the core of it just because we've put so much protection around someplace that we felt hurt before, you know, so that wound is being, it's almost like scar tissue is built around it, but the wound is still fresh underneath. And so when we're, you know, when we're confronted with this thing, we're still trying to hide parts of ourselves, but still manage it at the same time. So those are sort of conflicting forces that can almost work against us until we can really recognize, Ooh, this is not something necessarily with all the moving parts and the details outside of myself, but there's something really deep within me that's needing some attention and I my a lot of my work I'm always reflecting back in let's go back in let's see what's going on forget the details how are you feeling let's go into that place let's trace that in follow it in because the more we can understand ourselves the more we know what we need (laughs) and the more we know what we need the more we know what to do (laughs) so it becomes a much more simplified version of life the more we continue to get into our inner worlds for sure yeah yeah, at Joy School, we always gather, gather up and celebrate the triggers because they show us exactly what yes. still needs healing. I've heard you call that the consistency and the dedication back to self. And I was like, oh, that's good terminology because that's exactly what the process is. And it does just show us what we weren't recognizing because it becomes the water that we swim in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's what I've, you know, I've done with my little issue is just I had to recognize I, I had so much work still to do on caring way too much about being seen and loved because intellectually Mm. of course I know the truth is everyone is not going to get me right get who I am that's okay but my core wound that still needed healing and I'm sure still does is Mm. that tender spot where it still does 
not feel okay, that place where I still need people to see me and understand me, even when it's someone who's light years away from me vibrationally, because of course they're not going to be able to see me and get me and connect with me. They're going to be filled with crazy accusations and low vibration assumptions because that's what's in them. That's what they're going to project. But I still let it break my heart that they can't see who I am and that I know that they choose to subscribe to such a distorted viewpoint. So that's where I needed to do my work is in not letting that break my heart. Yes, yes. And I, I just, it's so funny we're having this conversation. I literally just had a conversation um, earlier today regarding this exact same thing where, uh, you know, a friend of mine really needs to be seen and he was trying to talk and he's trying to explain this to his partner and, and they just weren't understanding each other and they're just on very different levels. And when I see, you know, him in a state of feeling everything with big feelings, big emotions, and his partner is feeling really almost like in a frozen state of his mm-hmm. own emotions, unable to really feel his own stuff it's going to be really hard for him to understand someone else's and so i like to remind people within that state just because there doesn't seem to be understanding necessarily holding that um, empathy for the other person and the journey that they're on and knowing that they might not be able to understand exactly what the experience you know what your experience is but there's love there <laughs> so focus on what you can you know build with each other and create that sense of understanding um, within your relationship without that that need to fill something that's lacking within you because those are the things that we're always meant to go into our own stuff and tend to you know and when you see that so loudly this person's not going to understand me but i feel this this deep desire and this need to get them to understand me (laughs) it's like i would say you know get that curious mind going and say what's going on in there are you feeling unheard are you feeling unloved what can i do for myself to really listen to myself listen to what i need honor my feelings do something that feels really good to me always kind of go back into those practices that help you reconnect with that true need and the more we can do that the more we resolve that stuff and then when someone doesn't understand us outside we're like it's okay because we get it we know we know what's going on that's all that's needed it's like ah kind of gives a sense of relief there's nothing that you need to prove necessarily you know, you can just come into that state of knowing within. And um, again, that's the simplicity of the inner work. But we're certainly being challenged with a lot of the deep wounds this year that hold a ton of intensity. And a lot of people are experiencing really intense wounds surfacing. And so it's not comfortable for sure <laughs> to go through that stuff. But remembering that it's temporary and we're always on path, we're always being led. As long as you're taking one step along the way, you're good, you know, you're going to get to where you're going, everything's going to be okay. And kind of drop off the perfectionism, you know, maladaptive behaviors, the people pleasing, the overachievers, all of that, the control, drop off as much of that as you can when you recognize it, and just come back into a pressure free life. (laughs) Breathe a little bit. (laughs) Know that all is well, it's going to be fine, you know, reassure that 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 child self that we're safe, you know, whatever is needed. Um, But I'm finding that the more direct we can go into those places, the more quickly we can move through the stuff that doesn't feel good. Wow, you hold that space with such a a nurturing vibration. Your lucky clients (laughs) must just like, yes, give me that, please. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
I feel the emotion behind that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I think, you know, those of us who are called to this kind of work, we're, we're really just professional lovers. We just like, people need loving. People need yes. loving and they need to be seen and they need to be validated and recognized where they are. And, and some of us just have that gift of, of and, uh, you know, being that for someone. And I definitely feel that in your energy. That, that Thank you. you. Beautifully exude that. <laughs> and I Thanks. know you've spoken of the gift in toxic relationships. And I assume that's, that's mm. a big part of what the gift is, just the opportunity to find those places within ourselves and do that up leveling. For sure. Yeah. I mean, my, my greatest teacher was an extreme narcissistic psychic vampire. I mean, literally the most, one of the most uncomfortable experiences of my life, but by far my greatest teacher, because I learned to see all the ways that I was acting and behaving and, and um, living that just didn't fit you know, all of the people pleasing, all of the overgiving, all of those systems that were extremely imbalanced. And I didn't see that until my life got really uncomfortable <laughs> within this relationship. And when I ended it, I was just, I felt like a shell of a person. I felt like my soul had been fractured and I've never felt so much harm to my spirit before. Um, but once I got to that complete rock bottom place of feeling like I've, I've given so much that I literally have nothing left, mm. you know, um, and it took me about a year to recover from that place. And I unpacked, I started to unpack all of these things. Like, why did I feel it was okay to give so much of myself and take from my own needs to meet this other person with this deep, infinite well of needs that was never going to be satisfied? you know, and you just start to question all those systems that are running within you and those maladaptive behaviors that, you know, used to be used for protection, but now are just working against you, you know, um, and you just learn so much about yourself if you're open to seeing it. But I'll tell you, you know, as I said earlier, lessons will repeat themselves until you learn it. It's like, yeah. thanks, we got it, universe. <laughs> We're good. Um, but once you learn it, you never have to walk through that again. You're free of it. And then you're free to move on to the next lessons. And the more you learn how to process your inner worlds, you know, when the lessons come, it's like, this is intense, but I know I'm okay. You know, I'm, I'm not really comfortable walking through this, but I know all is well and it will be all well. You know, so you can yeah. still keep your vibration high, even when you're the, in the intensity and the depth of some negativity, you can still feel elevated because, you know, you're progressing. You're not just stuck in this place. It feels bad. Yes. And then you changed your point of attraction, right? The way overgivers attract overtakers. Once you get balanced within yourself, you're going to see that reflected in the people that you draw to you. And exactly. especially when we're changing all the time, like in my situation, it wasn't current people, it was old history people. And I was the one who had changed the rules. They remember someone very easy to bully and manipulate. And that's not who I am anymore, but I can't blame them for attempting to relate to me on that basis. That was the dynamic we had set up together. That's how they're used to getting what they want from me with intimidation. So I'm the one who shifted the rules on them. Mm -hmm. But that's how we attract the right people into our current situation, right? Yeah. And then you think about, you know, what you have accomplished when you work through that, the healthy boundaries, you know, the self-love, the self-value that you learned, you know, recognizing that's not okay. And I don't accept that and standing in your own power. I mean, there's so much beauty and grace that can come from those tough lessons. And especially as we're working through this ascension, we are going back into those, those family of origin wounds right now. There's a lot of people that are having a lot of really? tricky family that's dynamics. A thing? I didn't even yes. know. Oh, that was like a yes. thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely. So you are right on track, sister. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like we've been working our way, almost like I see it as working our way back through the timeline where we're kind of cleaning up the most recent pieces of things that aren't working, starting to finagle that energy, reconfigure it, recalibrate it, and then working further back into those older wounds and the greater depth, kind of like the spiral that you talked about earlier. And now we're kind of getting into that family of origin and all of those original wounds that are really tucked in deep because we are elevating at such a pace right now where if you think about the lowest part that you've ever felt in your life the lowest the hardest challenging experience whatever the deepest trauma we're literally going to the exact polarity of that currently so when you start to tackle the superficial wounds you can elevate you know the exact opposite of that you know, oh, wow. and then you go a little bit deeper and you unearth those traumas and then you rise up even higher. And so now we're really going into the depth because we're meant to really experience the full polarity of the opposite. That's beautiful. I love the way you put that. Yeah, we, we talk about like contrast providing the, the pendulum. If it swings one way, it'll swing the other way. But but the way that you just described it really um, landed for me that, um you know, that that's holding the faith that this is all for some divine purpose that we just have to hold out for right <laughs> right yeah because it can be like oh, are we ever going to get to the end of this is it always going to be this work but i think when you can you really remember that we're empowered through the process and that we do have say in how things go that we're not just kind of being pushed around or blown around then it can kind of be a playful joyful process as we walk through it not just daunting <laughs> and miserable as we have to walk through this stuff it's like oh i get to go through another lesson therefore i'm <laughs> elevating even more you know and i'm just gonna try to feel my feelings as they come up and you know honor whatever that is and know that i'm moving forward even though this sucks right now <laughs> you know whatever that is um but yeah we really have the the opportunity now that we've never had before so it's really intense but exciting times yeah, no, I feel that because I, I feel like there's this push pull between like wanting to have an open heart and protect heart, right? Because I think when you're a mm -hmm. lover in this world, you really believe that love cures everything and you want to be that love for those who don't have the capacity mm -hmm. to access it within themselves. And I know you've pointed out that we're actually disempowering others when we try to get in there and do that work for them. And sometimes the most loving thing mm -hmm. we can do for someone is back off and just let them have their own experience. I heard you describe that as having up opposite day right when talking yes, about yes. this realm versus spirit realm tell us about opposite day <laughs> yeah well two things came through when you were saying that number one if you do things for your highest good you will automatically do for others highest good wow and i had i had a woman ask me well if i you know my highest good would be to leave my husband but that's not for his highest good and i was like maybe it doesn't look that way in this dimension however this is where opposite day comes in because in this dimension it might look like well of course he's not going to be happy about that he's going to have to do all these things for himself and you know blah 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 but in the in the upper realms in spirit world um when you when someone is kind of stuck in their own way and they refuse to get out of it, sometimes a big change is the catalyst for helping them grow. And so possibly that contract was for her to leave, to honor her highest good. So therefore he could stand on his own two feet and he could learn what that feels like to stand on his own two feet. And he could start to move through his evolutionary path as well, as opposed to staying stuck and grounding into the ways that just aren't working. 
So, and the first time that opposite day came through for me, I was working with a client and it seemed like her entire family was just kind of almost being cruel to her. And she's like, I don't know what is going on, why everybody's being so mean. And when I got into her energy, I kind of giggled a little bit. And I said, this is so interesting because what they're showing me in spirit is all of these souls that are your current family now in this dimension, they're, they're working to get you to shift. You're ready to shift and they're recognizing this readiness for you to shift. So they're challenging you. <laughs> in order to grow <laughs> so while it feels like they're being cruel to you here it's actually creating space in the upper realms for you to evolve and so from a soul level it's literally like opposite day and i just found that to be the most fascinating thing i had seen um just because things that we think of in this in this realm just can feel really you know hurtful or you know, all those negative kind of things that we, uh, descriptives that we apply to experiences. But when you really look at the grand scheme, you're like, oh, that really made me grow. That that made me strong. That, you know, helped me recognize how strong I was and how much I could do on my own. So it really does, when you extract the wisdom from the experiences, it's a completely different perspective than just going through it and suffering here in this in this dimension. That lands. That makes so much sense. And um, it sounds so fascinating, the, the work that you do. So this is how you work with clients. You go in and look at what what their soul is, is going through and, and how it relates to the souls around them. Yeah, yeah. It really, um, I always tell people to kind of, you know, bring your current priority of whatever that is into session. And that's the access point. You know, the thing that's showing up as priority, the loudest thing is the one that's kind of raising its hand saying, pick me, pick me, I'm ready to be looked at, I'm ready to be healed. <laughs> so we honor that and we go in and typically it's attached to something much deeper, much broader, you know, multidimensionally just depends on kind of where, where it, originated from. So I go in and I look to see as close to that original wound that we can gain access to, and we apply healing and nurturing there. And when they can see the truth of why they're actually working through that experience, as opposed to what they think <laughs> they're working through, it's much easier to heal and change the behaviors attached to that. Because, you, you know, a lot of times people think I'm trying all these things, I'm just never getting anywhere. I'm just never moving forward. I just don't understand. I'm trying everything. And it's like, it's those things that are hidden typically are the things that we are needing to see <laughs> to move through it. And energy doesn't lie. So when we can go in there and see the truth, we're like, well, actually, it's this one little part that was really hurt on the playground when you were four years old or whatever that was, you know, that created this insecurity and feelings like you don't belong or whatever. Let's heal and nurture that part and then let's see how you feel and by healing that original wound all of a sudden people are like oh my gosh i don't feel this rejection wound anymore i don't feel this abandoned wound anymore i feel more confident in my relationships i'm not afraid of this person leaving me i just kind of feel better you know so we just go into those little hidden places apply healing and it, it really can be very transformative for people that's so beautiful. <laughs> do do you always see the the details around the specific wounding or is it sometimes just there was this wound and we're going to heal it and they don't know the specific details? Do you always see um, the specific details and do you always tell them if you do? 
Yeah, I, during session, I talk to them the whole time and it's kind of becomes like a co-creative process because I'll, I'll lead them through what I'm seeing and what is the wound asking for, what it needs to heal. Um, and every, every session is different. Every single person, every single session is different. <laughs> There's no cookie cutter process at all. Um, so depending on whatever that wound is, I talk them through it. And sometimes I always tell them, even though I'm talking to you throughout session, if something comes up that's, oh my gosh, I know exactly what that is, bring it up because we can get even deeper and unpack even more if we know the details. So I'll get in and see, sometimes I'll, I'll see specific people. It kind of the visions I get are more like a movie script, but so I'll see the vision but I also am receiving information about all the emotions that are contained within that energy, all the thoughts that were created, the belief systems that were created, where you are in your evolutionary path with your soul that's stagnating in this energy, you know, so, and, and especially if there's physical pain that's also attached to this stagnancy. So I'm kind of reading all the different bodies at once to put the bigger picture together. And it might sound complex, but when when you're in session and you go directly to the core, it hits something. It's like, oh, that's what that is. So instead of circling the drain, looking for all the things that possibly could be, when you get that hit of like, yep, that's it, and you work there, it dominoes out and kind of releases everything that's compounded on top of that. So it clarifies a lot within the system too. And then on the other side of that, when you know it's, it's not kind of working up to par, you know exactly what to do to create change for yourself. And then people can feel really productive in making the changes in the transformation because they know exactly where to work. What a tremendous healing gift. <laughs> how, how did you come by this? I know probably it was bit by bit as your, yeah, your journey progressed, but did you always know that you had a, a, a gift of intuition and ability to read energy and you just had um, to hone that gift or yeah ever since i was little i was always seeing into the upper realms i was seeing ghosts and earthbounds in our house um i started to open a channel in 2011 with the ascended masters um so that was a really unique experience for me i i always felt like i didn't belong in this planet <laughs> and then when i started to open a channel i was like oh i feel finally feel connected to something here, even though I'm in this earth plane still. Um, and so I've always been kind of exposed to the upper realms. And then in 2000, I got my first Reiki attunement and that opened everything for me. And I've since become a Reiki master and I teach other people how to read their own energy and, and heal themselves and others as well. Um, but that really was very transformative for me in helping me to see energy and understand. And I, it kind of framed my experience because I didn't know that other people also did this and there was actually structure to it. I just thought I was this weirdo, <laughs> you know, right. with these weird things that nobody else got. And when I started to find out that other people also did these things and knew more about it, I was fascinated. And I've been taking every single energetic modality I could get my hands on for the past 20 years just to put more perspective to my experience. Um, but just like my own personal work, my professional work has evolved with me. So the more I learn about it, the more I apply to my professional practice and, you know, just continues to, to evolve the same way that I do personally. I love that. So many of the highly gifted people that I've, I've had the pleasure and honor to, to meet and talk to through this podcast and otherwise make that comment about always having felt like an alien on this planet. I have made that comment a million times. It's all over my little 14 year old journals. It's it's just that it's, we, we talked in Joy School recently about labels, like the, the good and bad things about labels, but when a label helps you to find tribe and to find, you know, just others mm -hmm. who, 
who think like you do, it can be yeah. so powerfully liberating. I mean, that's what the beauty of, I think, the whole internet age is, that there are too few of us walking the earth that we're going to typically bump into each other at the grocery store. But when you have this power of connection at your fingertips, it's so much easier to like, ah, oh, that's what I've always been thinking and feeling. And I, someone else just put words to it so beautifully. So I love that. I love that description. Thank you. Yeah, it's been definitely an intense journey. It's, you know, but I like the intensity. I feel like, I don't know, it just makes things more fun. <laughs> Maybe to really get in it. Like I'm a real feeler, you know, I feel everything. So I like to be in my emotions and to feel things and move through things that way. It's just, it's very organic for me to, to be that way. So <laughs> I get that. I feel that in you. You've got such a, a juicy, yummy energy. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. So I, I have like so many directions that I want to go in. You, I always give the listeners a um, a practice to do during the week. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. that you know, it's it's nice when it's an actual like sort of activity, something that they can apply. But sometimes it's just something to keep in mind, to observe, to be cognizant of that week. I wonder if anything comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So um, I will share something that I'm currently doing with my Elevate group. I have a group of women that I work with for six months at a time and working to elevate their vibration and um, just kind of help them, you know, move into the new earth energy versus the old paradigm and all the kind of the struggle and challenges that have come with that. And this week in particular, we're working with. Um, really kind of fine tuning the belief. So what people tend to do is they focus on all the details of things. Like if I ask someone, what do you want? We're like, I want, I want to be connected with my gifts and I want to, um, you know, make more money and I want a better relationship and I want, and I want, I want all these things. Right. And so it feels exhausting to think about everything you want and how you might possibly ever be able to accomplish all of those things. And so the feeling of defeat usually comes in (laughs) right after you start analyzing those things because it just feels overwhelming, right? So I, a big part of my work is encouraging them to stop focusing on all the details. What's the theme? What's the main theme of everything you want? So it might be, you know, fun to start writing out all these things that you want and pick out, okay, so I want a better relationship. Okay, well, why? Why I just want to feel loved. Perfect. Okay. I want to make more money. Why? I want to feel safe. Perfect. Okay. What's next? So if you get to the undercurrent of the why, you start to see the the bigger themes that are playing out within your system. And so I encourage people to take one thing to focus on because we are so chronically overwhelmed all the time and we, it makes it harder to make movements because we're just overwhelmed. So we tend to give up. But if you focus on one thing, and I love that you do the time frame because no one wants to do something forever. It feels exhausting in itself when you're like, I'm going to do this forever. And then three days later, you're like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> give yourself a week so you can practically, you know, give yourself, set yourself up for success, basically, and give yourself enough time so you can see how this is working for you. Right. So I love that time frame. Um, but take the theme and think about, okay, so I want to feel loved. All right, so that's the intention for the week, right? How can I cultivate that within myself? That's the focus. So I'm a big, huge fan of post-it notes on my mirror where I brush my teeth because I'm going to see that every time I go into the bathroom to wash my hands, brush my teeth, wash my face, whatever, I see it. Because when we're creating a habit, um, it's unless we remind ourselves of it, it's harder to create that. 
So again, set yourself up for success. <laughs> Do something that is going to support you through it. So I want to feel loved. My intention, my focus is I'm going to be extremely loving with myself this week. I'm going to be very honoring my feelings. If I feel like saying no, I'm going to honor that and say no. So you hold that as your intention. Everything that you do is a reflection of that focused intention. And so it's not like you have to go out and do extra things when you're already overwhelmed. You literally integrate this into your daily life, your daily practice. And within that, you're not only releasing all of the unworthiness wounds organically, because you're focusing on filling that well, filling that need. And anything that doesn't resonate or vibrate with that is automatically dissolving and dissipating. So you're cleaning up your system, you're elevating your vibration, you're shifting your mindset and the neural pathways that have been created from those loops and those systems that always say, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. Catch yourself in those things and start to apply those intentions. It's like there's so many systems that are being cleaned up just from that one focus. That's fantastic. I hope y'all caught all of that. That is your <laughs> home play assignment this week. So it's mostly a, an, an intention that we just carry in our hearts and minds, but the little extra things are like the post-it note on the mirror to remind you and just activating that reticular activating system in our brain that, that points out when we're not being that because we can direct our, we can command our energy to to focus in on those moments so that we can have the ability mm. to switch them up. Yes, and I would caution you to, a lot of times those belief systems, if you think about uh, our thoughts, create emotions which creates our energy right yeah. so when you can catch the thoughts early if you're going down that rabbit hole of oh i knew i shouldn't have done that and this is why and the guilt and shame is starting to kick in you know be super gentle with yourself because that might be a default and if you catch yourself in it again even if it's after the fact that's a win and the more you catch yourself after the fact, the more you'll catch yourself within the experience. And then you'll catch yourself before you even go down that rabbit hole again. But if you catch yourself in it, be like, you know what, babe, it's okay. You caught it. You're doing awesome. <laughs> you got this. I'm so proud of you. You know, it's really being that cheerleader as opposed to the inner critic that can tend to be kind of harsh sometimes. So encourage, you know, talk to yourself that you would your child or your best friend or somebody that you love that you're just wanting to see thrive in their lives. Talk to yourself the way I've been looking at myself in the mirror and being like, look, all right, here's where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> we're not doing this anymore. And here's why. And this like tough love, but gentle love, you know, and really communicating with yourself because basically all this stuff is coming from pieces of ourselves that just didn't get that nurturing before. Yeah. So the more we can offer that to ourselves, the more we can just thrive and just be more joyful and elevated and just feels better, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and Joyce Cole, once we practice talking to yourself the way you talk to your dog, <laughs> like with that yes. love and acceptance. <laughs> I love that. Because dogs are, to me, are such unconditional love. Like, how can you not talk to them with just such purity of form? You know, I love that. <laughs> I love all the joyful <laughs> echoes that come up here. It just gives me goosebumps because I know my joy schoolers are listening going, mm -hmm, yep, we did an exercise so similar. And that confirmation is so important because there's so much in the mm -hmm. out there that can seem in opposition to these kinds of deep spiritual truths or at least just not take them into account. So you need to hear this stuff yeah. again and again and be reminded to do it again and again for it mm -hmm. to really get in there where it can change your default patterning. So I loved every precious word of what yeah. you just said. You, you put a really beautiful... Um, 
um, depth to that idea. And it always comes back to having yeah. more compassion and love for ourselves, right? It does. Yeah, that's that's a big practice. And that's the thing. Life is just practice. You know, when you can kind of release the pressure of needing to do it right or, you know, whatever, all that crazy stuff that we do to ourselves sometimes, it's just practice. And every time you do it, you're getting better and better at it. And that's awesome. <laughs> yes. I know a lot of people are sort of uh, cringy or, or turned off by that word healing when it comes to personal growth as opposed to healing our bodies, which everyone's basically cool with. And I think mm -hmm. that comes from there are personal growth programs out there. I've done them all. I think you have too. And, um, you know, there are a lot that, that are kind of terrifying and, and do <clears throat> want to like put your face in your stuff in a sort of aggressive way. And I think that has scared a lot yeah. of people off of this idea of healing, right? But as, mm -hmm. as we've said, it does not need to be that way. Any program mm -hmm. that takes you away from loving yourself better and loving yourself more is not a program that's going to serve you in the long haul. You might come out of it feeling your head spinning like, wow, something big happened in there. But mm -hmm. the bottom line has always got to be about wherever you are with loving and honoring you, bringing that to that next mm -hmm. level and the next level. I agree. And I have a feeling your listeners, just from speaking with you, know that really well, <laughs> that it's like to apply the love is where it's at. And that is a lot of the old paradigm stuff, you know, where you don't want to get in your shadow parts and where you have to get in your shadow parts. And it wasn't fun. So a lot of people really did run from their own inner, inner work because of those things that were out there. But I think that we really are changing that dynamic now and coming into this much more expansive, loving, compassionate energy and especially giving permission to love self is relatively new. <laughs> as much as we don't like to look at that, it is relatively new that we're all kind of learning this. Oh, we can we can do that. We can say no when we don't want to do something. We can, you know, cultivate something that we do want to create. We can do all those things. It's really this giving ourselves permission right now to honor ourselves in a way that maybe hasn't been accessible to us before. So it's really exciting. Right. And it goes so much deeper than surface level self-love. Just like we were talking before about loving another person doesn't always mean giving them what they want because that might not be loving them in the highest way for their, their best benefit. That's It's true for ourselves too. Loving yourself doesn't always mean giving into whatever you might want in that moment. It right. means taking that bigger view and loving yourself in a meaningful way that, that's going to contribute to your, your growth and evolution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, self-love to me is like soul love, soul mm -hmm. care. You know, that to me is the depth of what it really means to take care of yourself. You know, manicures, massages, you know, all of that walks in nature is good self-care too. But when you get into the soul care of your evolution and really get into that depth, I think that's where it's at. Yes. <laughs> that's where I like to play. <laughs> and and the first step to care is that seeing and recognition and honoring, right? So it's it's seeing what's in your soul, all those little bits that we hide away because we don't want to feel them or it feels scary to feel them or they just become the water that we swim in. So we don't even know to look there. Right, right. And in fact, I just had a conversation with a woman the other day who was experiencing some shame coming up around, you know, a brand new baby and the baby's crying and she feels like she doesn't know what to do. And she was feeling the shame surfacing. And it's like, there's so many times when we feel things and we don't want to feel them. So we stuff, you know, and I always encourage people, if you're feeling that, let's, let's bring it up. Let's just feel it for a moment. Let it, let it move through you by recognizing it, honoring it. I'm feeling this right now and I don't really like it, but I'm going to look at it. To get friends with it get friendly with it and ask it what do you what are you needing right now 
you know, to, to help to dissolve this. And when you give those things attention, they don't stay, they don't stick, you know, they just dissolve. And then you don't have to feel those things anymore. But it really is about looking at those things and then letting them kind of move through you. Same with grief. Grief is a big one, you know? So it's like feeling all those kind of heavier feelings that the air quotes negative that people would classify as feelings feeling that stuff and knowing that there's no good or bad, right or wrong. You know, it's just a feeling that wants your attention. And if you're giving it that, that's all you need to do. And then just see kind of where you're led from there. It can be very simplified. Absolutely. Because we develop those hot button trigger points because of prior times when we just didn't have the capacity to feel those feelings fully. We just weren't emotionally mature enough to handle the the fullness of it so we stuff it in there get stored in our energy body yes you're you're talking about exactly what we do at joy school because like to use that cartoli terminology that's how we heal the pain body the, the pain body we digest it by letting it come up recognizing mm-hmm. that those little pokes are a gift and letting it come up and and from our now more evolved emotionally mature perspective just loving that feeling right where it is and letting it digest Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love what you guys are doing. I love what you're doing. Thanks. <laughs> love that we're doing it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, but that is such a, a beautiful gift you shared earlier of being able to take that overview and see the the energetic players in a, a situation. I'm blown away by that. Mm-hmm. That's a really beautiful um, service to have to be able to offer your your world and your clients and i know you have a course as well too that's more self-guided is that Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah i have um, a limitless course and it really kind of delves into the limiting beliefs and the triggers and the inner critic and all these things that i see that are stagnating in people's fields um because we are so used to running in the defaults so i like to teach awareness and i lead people through um kind of an internal exploration exercises where they can really start to dive into their inner worlds and start to get friendly with what's going on underneath the surface and bring the unconscious the subconscious you know kind of belief systems and hidden aspects into the conscious mind into awareness into the light because when we can see what's hidden you know we don't have to be that anymore (laughs) we know kind of what to do with it so i walk people through that process of getting in touch with their inner worlds and how to do that and then i bring in aspects like health and relationships and when you're already kind of working on your elevation then your perspective on all of those things will also change and so now that you're in this different place how do you navigate these different aspects? So I bring that into the course as well. That sounds like an awesome opportunity. <laughs> so y'all Thank can you. find out more about all of that at Jean, J-E-A-N, Atman, A-T-M-A-N dot com. Mm-hmm. And you'll see all those opportunities there. Anything else you have coming up that you wanted to share with us? Tell us about um not right now no i just started my elevate group um in july so i've got another one of those launching in february um it's weekly meetings about lifting your vibration and how to kind of move into the new earth energy so if anyone's interested in exploring that my next sign up will be in february so i'll start probably january of next year um but yeah we're focusing on you know kind of elevating the group currently and we'll start a new one next year that's beautiful so lots of, <laughs> of nice things to choose from there. I love that. I also (laughs) want to do a shout out to Victoria and her podcast. If you love what we've been talking about here, another great resource for y'all is our mutual friend, Victoria. You can find her at Victoria Shaw, S-H-A-W intuitive.com. And her her podcast is full of solid gold, just like this, just like this. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love Victoria. She's awesome. <laughs> I enjoyed my time with her as well. Yeah, you are just so beautiful. This has been Aww. super healing for me today. As I said, I think that I'm you know, definitely still in this most recent healing journey. So this conversation has been meaningful for me personally. Mm. And I'm blessed to have a whole team of healing angels in my life who have been on this job with me this year. And I'm so thankful for what you just contributed to that cause. You are amazing. <laughs> God, thank you. I was happy to, uh, you know, add some insights. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Any parting words or thoughts you want to tell the uh, the listeners? Um, I would just say, you know, be really gentle with yourselves. This year yeah. is a big one, you know, really, really big one. <laughs> and there's a lot of people that, um, you know, maybe friends, family that aren't really tolerating all the shifts so well. So, you know, offering compassion to them, but not necessarily needing to get in the pool with them either. <laughs> So kind of holding some space is a great thing to do right now. Um, but being really, really gentle with yourselves because it's kind of intense out there lately. So let's remember that piece as you're moving forward throughout your day. I'm glad you brought it back to that because that was one of the threads I kept meaning to go back and pull because you kept alluding <laughs> to this year, this year. and But then the other parts of the conversation were kept being where I was going. But do you want to just give us a little encapsulation of what that means about this year? The, what makes this year so significant? I mean, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's as I said earlier, it's really this massive purging year um, and releasing a lot of things and going into the depth. So many of us have been on this path for quite a while. And I'm finding that even the people that are just kind of more recently jumping on this, this kind of growth path or evolutionary path are moving through things really quickly. The pace is kind of speeding up to, um, to how we're moving through all of the old traumas and the wounds that have been kind of stagnating in our systems. So we're being shown now more than ever where those things reside. And it's kind of like, you can feel like drinking from a fire hose sometimes because as things are coming so fast that you might even know what you need to focus on. And the good part about that is when, when things come in so quickly that it feels overwhelming, you tend to kind of reject the overwhelm you kind of shut down to the overwhelm. And that's a good place to be because when you shut down to all the different systems that are trying to get your attention, and as we said earlier, go into that one stream of what's the what's the core, what's the one theme that's coming up across the board, and you just apply work there, it's much easier to navigate these times. Because there's so much, if you think about, like if we have you know scales on our skin, all these scales are starting to be pulled off from all over the place, and all the, the delicious gooey light body <laughs> is coming at emerging itself. But all these other pieces need to kind of be released in order for us to step into our full sense of authenticity, right? So the more you can do to kind of organically cleanse, if you're doing meditation, if you're, you know, going for walks in nature, breath work, even, you know, in the shower, just saying, I'm cleansing away anything that's not serving me today. You know, all those little things that we can easily incorporate into daily life will help you to navigate through this purge because the stuff is coming up and it doesn't need to be so intense if you're actively working with it. And like right now, we're in the Lionsgate portal energy every year on 8-8, Lionsgate portal comes to this full cusp and all these new energy codes are coming in and these new vibrations are coming in. And when, when the intensity comes down into our planet, it really is asking for massive growth and transformation. And right now, what, what's surfacing is coming into our true essence our truth, who we actually are, not all the stories that we've told ourselves throughout the years, not who we believe we are based on our trauma and experiences, but who we actually are as beings of light. 
And so when you think about that, a lot of us might be really far from that truth, just based on all the, the limiting beliefs and things that have compounded through our fields. So the more you can just kind of organically let that stuff go and set the intentions, I'm just going to be my most authentic, organic self. I embrace and embody what that means. I am becoming embodied because a lot of people have been jumping out of their systems for so long because it's not comfortable to be embodied, especially if you've had a history of trauma. It's harder to be in the body. But where do we create from? From the physical. So if we're not in our physical form, we're having a harder time manifesting in our lives, but it's got to be able to feel safe there in order to come back in and become embodied. So there's a lot of those types of systems that are happening this year, but it's, it's big, big work and moving through things at a much quicker pace than I've ever seen <laughs> through my decades of experience. So again, it's exciting, but it's intense. And so I encourage people to seek things like this, seek podcasts out, seek healers that can help them work through it. Because if we don't know how to do something, go to somebody who does. So you can really get clear on what's going on. So you know exactly how to manage it. Um, because, you know, it can, it can feel just kind of scary sometimes if all the stuff is happening, you're not quite sure what it is or how to navigate it. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I know it was just a lot. <laughs> I am so glad that I asked you to explain that. I, I thought it was me. I had no, <laughs> like I started explaining earlier, I had this, this painful event and I thought that is what catalyzed it. But my energy has been just like off the charts in a million directions, just like activated, supercharged. And I thought it was from that, you know, pain that I was trying to heal and to hear that it's just this thing that's happening in the collective. I, I really was not aware. Thank you for that mm. yeah it's definitely definitely big work and if you think about this too this came through before and i meant to say it and it's coming through again so i'll share but you know you talk about elevation and vibration elevation i love that so much as soon as i saw i was like oh we are just like soul sisters <laughs> <laughs> so but when you think about as you are releasing the heaviness that is being held in your field as you're working through the lessons that you have encountered and you're gaining and extracting the wisdom from those experiences, as you are bringing awareness to things that may have been hidden, all of these things are elevating your vibration. And so especially speaking to those overgivers and people pleasers out there, if you're used to going outside of yourself and especially this, you know, mission driven women, we, we tend to want to help everyone to up level mm -hmm. everyone to save humanity. I mean, I've carried that with me for decades. I'm slowly still dropping that off, but it propels us in a way where we're always outside of ourselves again. And what they showed me last year was when we shift our vibration, that dominoes out infinitely into the vibrational field of the collective that itself helps more souls than we can even imagine so instead of going outside of yourself to help one or two or seven people that you can see the outcome you get the validation of that it's like that's still great i still encourage you to help others and show up in that way be generous with your energy when you have it but when you really focus inward that is mind-blowing how far that travels so if you're thinking about how can you help others, it's literally by doing your own work. That's helping the collective. <laughs> so, you know, through all the craziness and the mess and the intensity everybody's experienced around you, keep coming within, keep going within, <laughs> see what's going on inside, feel through it, elevate yourself, and then watch what happens around you. Oh, I love that. When when you listen to this later, you'll hear my little recorded uh, closeout monologue that, that, that says that, that tells like just... 
thanks them and congratulates them, all the listeners, for being that for their part in elevating humanity. So I, I love that you tied it <laughs> all together page. with that boat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. No surprise. No surprise. <laughs> On the same page. Thank you so, so much, yeah, Jean. You're welcome. You have not you're welcome. Seen the last of me. We will play together again. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. Thank you so much for having me on today. Love you. Love you, listeners. <laughs> have a beautiful week. Joy comes in many flavors, but they all start with you being full on glorious you. If you'd like some personal love and support along your joy journey, find me at lisamccourt.com. And as you do your joy this week, remember that you elevating your vibration elevates the vibration of everyone around you and ultimately elevates the vibration of all humanity. Thank you for being a valued member of the team that's bringing more love and joy into the world. We need you. I'll see you next week for Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Much love. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.